0: This is the official Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Caps fans, we gotta tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It is not only my favorite sportsbook app, but also America's top rated sportsbook app. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends, my family, and my friends. Have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will, too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That is right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you will win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. If I told you you could turn $1 into $100, would you turn me down right now? I ask you not to judge me on my winners, but to judge me on my losers. Oh, my God. Because... I have so little call to action here is (laughs) that's marketing shit. I should have never said that, but download, (laughs) download the top, Rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is DraftKings Sportsbook code THPN. Gotta feed the geese to keep the blood flowing. feed the geese keep the blood flowing DraftKings Sportsbook use code THPN after that I'm gonna need two martinis (laughs) every ten minutes until we pass the fuck out let's pop some tabs right now one, two, three and then every
1: five minutes (laughs)
0: Until we pass the fuck out. Are we doing that? Uh. (laughs) Uh. Oh, man. Throwing it back to the Wolf of Wall Street shit here. Uh, But, Cavs fans, I hope you're doing well. Today, we are going to be talking about Corey Perry in the Hockey Troll Hip Check. And what are we talking about in snack time with Polly Cupcakes? Stanley
1: Cup. Uh what's the word I'm looking for? Headlines? Storylines. Storylines, yeah. Um basically uh some some positives I can think of for any of the four teams if they were to win.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean other than winning the Stanley. Yeah, Cup.
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh from a from a fan perspective who is not particularly a fan of any team that's left.
0: Fair enough. Uh, we're all anti-Vegas here, I think. So, yeah. you know, fuck those guys. They just need to just leave and, you know, be happy with making the playoffs in right. one of their inaugural years. Fuck the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you Take
1: know, 20 years to be relevant like all the other good expansion teams.
0: Yeah, be, you know, 20 years of squalor and, you know... You look back, and this kind of, you know, for new hockey fans especially, for, you know, Vegas Knights fans, they think that they've, this is like, oh, they've never done, this is the only thing, you know, we're we're the most amazing expansion team in history, which is not true. The Florida Panthers, in their inaugural year, I think went to the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Yeah, and they got swept by the Avs. Yeah. 96.
0: So, you know. Caps did it to the Knights in five. I think that's pretty close.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But that was a great Florida Panthers team, and they had all the literally all the chips stacked against them versus the Golden Knights, who have had all the chips in their favor, literally and figuratively.
1: Yeah, Vegas, baby.
0: <laughs> Vegas. It will be interesting to see how the new expansion with the Seattle Kraken you know, pans out and if there's going to be a lot of chips thrown at them uh, to, you know, stay away from these players or whatever. Uh, I suspect not, but who knows? I think with that, though, let's just jump right in to to my th- quote-unquote think piece, and that is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. What do you think, Polly?
1: Throw the body.
0: This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. Alright, Caps fans, so I was reading on NHL.com an article by Mark Zeisberger titled Perry's Grit Boosts the Canadians entering semifinals against the Golden Knights. Who the fuck is Corey Perry? Uh he's a six foot three, two hundred and six pound, thirty-six-year-old uh, veteran, if you will, with career earnings of over eighty-six million dollars as per cap friendly. Uh, he's not bad. Yeah, but he's doing well for himself, doing well for himself. Um, won the art Ross as an MVP in 2011 with 98 points. It's a 50 goal scorer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now at 36 is a fourth liner for the Habs. So, this guy won a cup with the Ducks in his second year. He's probably still considered a rookie at that point. Uh, I think he had like 56 games with the Ducks. He was kind of a call-up. The next season, they go on to win the cup. He was with them for 14 years. So, you know, suffered through, you know, 12 years of squalor and or, you know, making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, making the playoffs and getting their asses kicked. But, you know, he went through years of trash seasons with the Ducks. Then the Ducks are, you know, have taken on, you know, what, they're paying Perry. Uh, They probably just stopped paying Perry.
1: Yeah, they really, he was a contract they needed to unload because he wasn't producing what he was being paid for.
0: Right, and, you know, he never really, like, got back to that, you know, 2011 level, I guess you could say. But he also had a bunch of shit bums around him. So, you know, it was Perry and Getzla for a long time for the Ducks. But, you know, he he gets bought out. Dallas picks him up. Dallas goes to the finals. You know, Corey Perry has had back-to-back 21-point seasons. You know, five goals last year, nine goals this year in the regular season. Uh, But he put nine points in last year's playoffs, and he's up to six points this year. Uh, which is probably a little bit, I mean, those, those might be old stats. So he's probably a little bit higher at this point. But, you know, when asked about taking league men to come to Montreal and basically being, being told you're going to be taxi squad, you're going to have to work your way up. And he's worked his way up to the fourth line, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. But he has been, you know, on the power play. He leads, the, he leads them with two power play goals. Uh, he's, he's really been kind of that guy. That is, uh, doing well for him. You know, he's quoted as saying, I was told right away, I'd probably start on the taxi squad and work my way up. But I mean, what's your take? You know, cause, Paul, you, you like the Avalanche, yeah. right? And you follow mm-hmm. them pretty regularly. And I know that, like, the Ducks were in the Pacific, but there's still Western Conference. Right. Why is there such a, like, uh, I mean a stigmata, if you will, against Corey Perry. I think a lot of people think that he's a dirty player.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's got like a, a rat style, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, he he really gets under people's skin. Um, he, I mean that's it. He throws questionable hits. He gets nitty gritty. I mean he probably is similar to like Marshawn.
0: Yeah he's a different style though. Like he gets in front of the net and that's where, you know, he, he scores goals off his ass, literally, right. Uh, You know, off his ass, off his shoulder, off, off the body. Uh, he's, he, you know, Pronger said that he's a rat. They call him worm because he can get under people's skin. Uh, and I, I just, you know, you look at Corey Perry's face and, you know, aside from his, his, uh, his name being spelled C O R E Y, which is probably the worst way to spell Corey.
1: Uh it could be K-O-R-E-Y.
0: Ooh. Okay, the second worst way <laughs> to be to be spelled Corey. Um, you know, which is fucking hilarious because you know I don't want to out anyone, but I think that a very familiar to the podcast Habs fan who resides currently in Louisiana <laughs> spells his name, Corey. I wonder if he's even, I should have, I should have DM'd him and said, Hey, we're going to be talking about Corey Perry on the live stream and you should definitely tune in and chirp us. But, uh, you know, no hate, no real hate towards the spelling of C O R E Y. But, uh, you know, it's very interesting that, uh, Corey Perry is kind of like taking this, you know, basically being cast aside by the Ducks, gone to the finals with another team the subsequent year, taken le- and then cut, and then taken well not resigned and then taken as a kind of filler position for from for Mark Bergerman, who right now is looking like a goddamn genius yeah. with Montreal.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone in Montreal's doing it right right now
0: and i mean you look at last year with montreal what are they they swept the ping or no they beat the penguins in the in the play in round yeah penguins only won one they won 3 and then going into the playoffs and giving some teams a run for their money and then you know you can never discount carry price here right. either right so you know it, it it's just incredibly interesting to see Corey Perry's "quote unquote" grit being touted as as something that's great. And I mean, this is a fourth line player who gets some power play time, folks. This is not, you know, they they say the first thing that goes is the legs, but he's still got the hands, and and if anything, his his brain, the hockey sense, is elevated, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think this is what's really paying off with Corey Perry.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's kind of I liken it to. Growing up, I played a lot of racquetball. My dad's a big racquetball guy. No uh,
0: shit, I did too. I played a lot of racquetball yeah, with the old it's, man. It's a fun game. It is. Um,
1: it, It's a shame that a lot of gyms are phasing out their, their courts.
0: Yeah, pussies. But,
1: um, he He was tough to play against because he knew the game. So he would park his ass in the middle and he would just make quick shots, quick reaction. And it didn't matter that we were younger, quicker, more athletic. Right. He would smoke us because he knew the game. And that, I, that's Corey Perry right there.
0: Exactly. And I used to play cutthroat because my mom would get into it. So like my parents, cutthroat. Air Force, right? And, and you know, in, in the military, like, you know, you're, you, you're playing these physical games or you know you're playing these games uh, for physical endurance and you know for your workout or your yeah. your, it's your like pt the,
1: it's like the best way to get cardio
0: oh it's it's i mean it's a good way to work on burst speed as well mm-hmm. and keeping your head together and stri- strategically what what you can do paul yeah, we should we should do some racquetball on.
1: i play racquetball i it's yeah? been years i, I actually didn't have a racket i bought a racket back in college Um, and then used it like three times and haven't played since.
0: So where would you? What would your? What was your dad's like go-to shot? Was it a corner shot, or was it just low off the board?
1: Um, that was his main play. Low off the board. Low off the board. But so you
0: had to. You had when he was hitting, you had to charge forward.
1: Oh, there there were so many collisions. (laughs) Um, but
0: and I'm sure your dad, knowing knowing old Pat. I am sure that he did not get it out of the way.
1: No, I mean he was a, a D two college lineman, so right. not easy to move. Yeah. But uh, he would toy with you sometimes, and then just get you with that damn kill shot. You know, the perfect shot that yeah. just dies right at the wall.
0: Yeah, and it's like but but like yeah. but he there was no chance. Yeah. right?
1: I mean he he basically placed it anywhere he wanted. But yeah, for the most part. It was usually about no more than three feet off the ground, mm-hmm. and it didn't go very far. And then, so you'd go up real close to play that, and then he'd bang it off the back and just out of position. Yeah,
0: he'd take it. So he'd play the back wall.
1: Well, once he'd he'd slowly work you to the front, and then play
0: uh, back and go for the high lob. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, not, not a high lob. He'd put speed on it and just put it to the, like, he'd basically trap you to one side.
0: Right. But I mean, I mean, like, he'd hit it off the back and then he'd hit it, like, middle of the board on, on the right side if you're going left. And then it would just, like, bounce. And then you would be so screwed because yeah. you'd have to go, you'd have to basically track down from front left all the way to the back quadrant.
1: Yeah. And, you know, against my better judgment, I'm going to give him a, a little more praise here. My dad, Pat Henry, stud. Um, He also has benched over 500 pounds, so well-rounded guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You're looking more and more like him every day.
1: I know, I know. Uh, Good and bad, I guess. Yeah, I
0: don't know if that's good, Pat, so (laughs) don't take that for...
1: But um, uh, actually, I weigh more than him now, so he's my little debt. You weigh
0: more than Pat?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, holy. (laughs) <laughs> He's cleaned up his diet. He looks good. He's doing good. I haven't seen
0: him. I haven't seen him. Uh, um, but anyway,
1: uh, yeah. is he, he deserves this shout out. Uh, the last time we ever played him, um, we used to get on a rink Saturday mornings because we knew a guy. I won't get into too many details because I don't want to <laughs> call anybody out. Sure. But we used to get on a rink Saturday mornings, get a, an hour of ice time, and... Um, Then we'd usually go to the gym after and then go to breakfast. Well, he doesn't skate. So he would walk around the perimeter and pick up pucks that had gone over the glass. And we have quite a collection now. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) he slipped on the ice one day. And he was visibly hurt from his knee, but that didn't stop him. So he ended up beating me and my older brother I think each in one-on-one and in a game of cutthroat turns out he had a torn meniscus wow you know what in his 40s beat his two teenage (laughs) early 20s sons
0: you know what you know what that is right is that you know they say like big game hunters and and and, you know (laughs) Pat's Pat's big game uh that yeah, when it's you, yeah, that when you when you wound a tiger, it becomes ten times to a hundred times more dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I give a lot of credit to these guys playing through injuries in the cup. But oh, yeah. how about the guy who plays through a tear in his knee against his sons in Saturday morning racquetball? <laughs> I mean that's straight up American folklore right there.
0: It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Pat Henry. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so back to Corey Perry. So I don't know how we got off on this bullshit, but, uh, you know. Um,
1: Using your age
0: for positioning. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's the big thing is that Corey Perry is is. Trying to – well, you know, and we saw it this year with Chara. These older players have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they know that they've been bought out or waived or cut or not re-signed or whatever the, the, you know, amicable or less – relationship that comes off of their previous team and then they come out and they're just ready to play. It looks like Corey Corey Perry at, at age 36 is just ready to contribute in any way possible and, you know, for fuck's sakes, he has.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see what he does against Vegas. Hopefully, I mean, there's not a whole lot of experience there. Right. So that'll be exciting to see if he can keep it up.
0: I thought you were gonna say hopefully he like cheap shot somebody. Nah. No. Do you and think that's gonna happen?
1: I think Cory Perry's tough, but I don't I don't think he can handle Reeves.
0: <laughs> Especially when Reeves knees you in the fucking head and just drives your head into the ground. Yeah. You know. Um I I wonder and you know, Corey Perry will throw. He will. He's no you know, and that's kind of what made I mean that's really what made the Ducks unique I thought was that every person was just a you know it was a it was a Pacific team that they knew if they were going to have if they were going to play that style they're going to have to somebody was going to have to answer the bell and not only that they're going to have to play a heavy game yeah i think that he fits in perfectly with the fourth line of in montreal and at this point he's doing a hell of a lot to really kind of uh, you know, make things conducive for that, for that locker room. I mean, he does bring this, you know, it, it's interesting to see that every, the narrative now is that like he's a seasoned veteran that has won a cup. But come on. In his rookie year, you know, his full rookie year, he wins a cup. You know, he's playing with Pronger. He's playing with like this, this Ducks Cup team. Right. You know, uh, I mean, what were, who were the, Scott uh was it Niedemeyer? Yeah. The Niedemeyers were on that team. Jaguer. Jaguerre, uh oh was it Jaguer? Oh. Yeah. He okay. I
1: actually looked it up the other day. He yeah. had thirteen wins. So I I think he split time maybe with Jonas Hiller. Yeah. But he split time with someone, but he ended up with thirteen wins in that run.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and you know, Jaguar is the only player to have ever received Not the a Con only. He's or- one of five. Okay. All right. Well, fuck, Polly. You're what? just calling out all the stats on me today. I've been
1: watching some historic stuff on the NHL app.
0: One of a very few amount that have yeah. won the Con Smythe on the losing side of a Stanley Cup final.
1: Yeah. Real quick bit of history. Mm. A guy from your part of town here Mm. in Wheeling, West Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, Chuck Howley, I'm pretty sure he is the only person to win Super Bowl MVP on the losing team. It was in the 60s for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Is that the guy that they have a fucking uh, sign for? Probably. With Steelers?
1: Oh, no. They for the Cowboys.
0: Oh, Cowboys. Okay. My bad. Uh no, maybe not. Well, whatever. But, yeah. Shout out, Warwood.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I was trying to avoid that for you, but...
0: That's all right. That's all right. If you want to dox me, I mean, if that's really into your... If, you know, I guess you could come at me.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive that Jager did that. And you make a good point um, that he was with such a squad at a young age. Right. I and mean, it, that's... I mean, you know, he
0: didn't... He contributed very well in that run, which is why, you know, he was a very much a main point of that Stanley Cup winning Ducks team. Right. But I mean, come on, that was very early in his career and he had nothing after that. And that was the whole, I think, you know, one of the reasons that they kind of let him go was that there was no follow up to that. I mean, you know, they had good, they had decent runs thereafter, but.
1: It was just time to move on.
0: Exactly. And, and to say, and, you know, move on and pay him. I mean, they, they were definitely, um, you know, to, to win the franchise's only cup and be the fastest expansion team to do it is, is a feather in the hat, no doubt for the, for the Ducks. But I, I could see calling him a seasoned veteran, but to pull in the Stanley Cup winning spiel and, and do that is, I think, a little much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like calling Grubauer a cup-winning goalie. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he contributed, but he was nowhere near the main factor.
0: Right. And, I mean, even to say he was a main factor, he was still a rookie, and he never really capitalized it on uh, again, though he was, he had very, you know, in 2011, obviously, I mean, he was a very mainstay part of that. It's just... You know, Corey Perry is one of those weird players who had a lot of success early in his career. You know, maybe like a Matt Murray. And I know that we keep going back to goaltenders. Uh, you know, maybe like a Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. You know, now we're talking about him, uh, the Vegas matchup, you know, or a Burkovsky. you know. Uh, yeah, but he's, really- I think Burke, is probably a little bit more established. Yeah. He is. Than even Corey Perry.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good point. We'd have to compare stats, but just for the way it looks right now, I I'd, I'd say so.
0: Yeah, I mean as far as like cup success, yeah. he definitely is. In the sense of like being being like having years under his belt, winning the cup with a with a team that was on the brink or whatever that is, but uh you know, and one last thing I just kind of want to touch on is like why does everybody hate Corey Perry? I mean, remember the in when he was with Dallas, he lasted, like, what, seven minutes or something, and then had to take, like, the longest walk of shame in the Winter Classic. I think that was a big thing, and, and, you know, he's always... I always look at Corey Perry, and he's got this, like, weird face that I'm like, this guy doesn't really mean it, does he?
1: I mean, I think his face doesn't help his situation, which kind of sucks. It's not like your beautiful Tom Wilson.
0: That's true. You know, Tommy... He can, he can hit me in the back of the head and I'll just be like, "Thank you, man, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Anyway, this week, this week has been very... Man rocket. Very man rocket heavy. Um, but, you know, I just, I, Corey Perry with that little, like, kind of like, mm, like that sour look. Yeah. Like he just s- tasted something, like just ate a lemon, smelled a fart. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, I just... I don't know. Like, what do you say about Corey Perry? Uh, the guy's talented, and he's he's. it's interesting the, the, the progression of his career and how it's gone.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, this is the first time since Edmonton was in the Cup. Uh, I forget who they lost to, but I think that was, like, the year before Pronger Edmonton. won it with the Ducks. Was it Carolina?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So They lost to Carolina. Lavi. Lavi, uh, baby.
1: I haven't really I I was kind of pulling for Edmonton in that one as a mm-hmm. kid. I think it was Pronger that had me. Um but since then this is the first time I've kind of rooted for a Canadian team in the cup. To get to the cup and win.
0: Yeah. Um you know, I love what the Habs are doing. Love that kid Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Um Caulfield. You know, Caulfield, the rookie that they said may not be ready, uh, seems very ready. Tyler Toffoli, who is also a Cup winner. Did you know that? You know he won a Cup in L.A. in his rookie year.
1: Oh, I. Now that you say that, I've heard it. But
0: and I- and was a stud for L.A. But you know, again, L.A. dog shit team after the yeah. Cups. You know, they kind of took a, di- a nose dive, a nosedive, and then had to ship him. For future considerations, I, it's, I just, uh, you know, a lot of, I think the narrative around Montreal is this is a bunch of no-name guys have come in and made a run for the cup. But what is really happening is that, you know, Mark Vergeron's in his roid rage has apparently assembled some sort of fucking team here. Yeah. (laughs) Right, And I mean, what was the narrative two years ago and a year ago? Bergevon's roid rage has obviously destroyed this team and, you know, he's just too busy working out and he's just fucking making deals on a whim. (laughs) Uh, Clearly not the case.
1: Yeah. That's genius.
0: Uh, I mean, if he, if Mark Verge, if the Montreal Canadiens win a cup this year, holy shit. I mean, asterisks or not. Quite the feat,
1: absolutely.
0: All right. Well, Capstone, that's our that's our Montreal and Corey Perry talk. Uh, if you have any if you have any, uh, I guess grievances to air about Corey fucking Perry, please let us know because I know there's several cheap shots that have that have occurred that people have a lot of you know they're pissy about. But two quick comments to mm-hmm. uh,
1: comment on uh loyal listener and videographer Kayla mm. said there is a sign for Chuck Halley here. Oh yeah. Um and then Richard Blosser, the Grit and Barrett podcast, replied Panthers, it was their third season. Uh, Nineteen ninety three. That's right. Was their, was their inaugural. So
0: I don't know why these comments aren't showing up on StreamYard, so apologies there. But it was their third season, so they did have to build unlike the fucking Vegas Knights. so that's <laughs> yeah. you know it's just further proof that fuck the Knights, I mean straight up, so uh you know, I am one hundred and twenty thousand percent against the goal the the Vegas golden showers being a Stanley Cup contender again, I think that they need to like you know wallow and squalor, and you know I guess it kind of brings up another point, Polly. Would you rather have your team be competitive like the Knights are and lose constantly in late rounds or in first, you know, lose in the playoffs or have a team that just like poops around like Capitals did for several years before they even making, before even sniffing the jockstrap of the playoffs?
1: Well, I think both situations have their own brand of sweetness when you finally win. Um, yeah, that
0: jock smell strap is just.
1: <sighs> I can tell you this though. I think I'd rather have a ten-year struggle and win the cup in year ten than what Vegas is doing for like twenty years with no cup.
0: It seems a bit artificial. But Vegas, Vegas is, yeah. Much like that entire town. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're just we're just piling on. Except the, the Raiders. The, except for the Raiders, which, again, is another artificial thing because they should be in Oakland.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm loyal to the Raiders brand, not to the town. Fair enough. But Oakland Raiders just sounds the best.
0: Sure. And you're looking at a team that is housed in a city that is the, the quote-unquote fantasy land of the entire United States, which smart money for me goes to New Orleans versus las vegas but hey you know that's just me that's just me uh
1: it makes sense that the the bad boy franchise is in sin city
0: that is true it is true and and but you know i mean this is also a town that has uh falsely replicated venice you know egypt uh paris Paris. (laughs) i mean anything and everything else right yeah all right fuck vegas I'm hungry.
1: I got what you need. Mm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes.
0: What do you got, Polly? So
1: I came up with a few. Cool situations for each of the four teams were they to win the cup aside from winning the cup, which is obviously the main story. This is
0: so this is like the, the whipped cream and cherry on top. Exactly. Of the of the uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, we've got Montreal. Is there
0: chocolate on the Sunday? It depends on who wins. Oh, okay. Well tell me how you like your Sundays first. I'm sorry, I'm just going off. Um
1: Well I'm more of a banana split guy.
0: Oh dude, me too.
1: But when it comes to a Sunday, I'd rather have caramel than chocolate.
0: You fucking psycho. <laughs> Are you fucking serious right that's, now?
1: That's like my favorite ice cream topping.
0: Caramel. Yeah. Melted caramel.
1: Yeah, you can get it in the jar at the store. The caramel topping
0: yeah i I understand what you're saying yeah, man. I'm just in caramel on vanilla fucking...
1: ice cream with like maybe peanuts
0: or chocolate chips on it okay peanuts I'm in wow okay all right you're a caramel guy that's fucking weird dude yeah
1: fucking... I like chocolate in there just not as the uh well if it's if it's like Hershey sauce that's good <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of like the hot fudge sauce.
0: Oh, you're not, or you are? I'm not. i are not a huge fan. I'd rather have You don't like, like the heat on your...
1: No, I, I don't like the fudge sauce. I'd rather have, like, the, the chocolate syrup.
0: Aren't they the fucking same?
1: No, the fud, hot fudge is, like, more... I don't know. It, it tastes different. Maybe the heat is the difference. I don't know.
0: Because it's... Is that is that, like, a scientific thing? Like, you're... It's because there is heat on ice cream? That seems so counterintuitive. It just melts your ice cream.
1: No, just from from my experience, it seems like the like the the store bought chocolate sauce tastes better than what you get on a hot fudge sundae.
0: Fair, fair. Hey, you heard it here first. I mean, you are the professional. Yeah, this is I snack know. time. All right. Um,
1: so, you know, as everybody knows, Montreal Vegas at the time this airs, they've already played two games. And the Isles playing Tampa, getting ready. Oh, excuse me. Tampa and the Isles getting ready for game three tonight. Uh, it won nothing, Tampa or Isles after game one.
0: Wait, wait. Montreal's played Vegas?
1: No, this is for Thursday. I'm, I'm oh. speaking as if it's Thursday. Good for you.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fuck. So,
1: what I think about Montreal that would be exciting. Yeah. First and foremost, Kerry Price. This guy has been talked about as elite for, what, 15 years.
0: And has been, by and all measurable statistics. Absolutely. But okay.
1: the argument has always been, where's his success? And, you know, he is the quintessential, always a bridesmaid, never a bride.
0: How? Explain it.
1: Well, because he's... I just feel like because he's always getting this hype, but he's right. never gotten... Okay. I
0: see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Um, so, in addition to Carey Price, I think Shea Weber would be a nice story. Um, you know, that blockbuster trade with Subban, that people are still arguing to this day yeah. who won the trade.
0: And it's it was straight up Subban for up. Weber.
1: Yeah, and Weber was the captain there. Uh, They get rid of him, and it was either that season or the next season, LaViolette took him to the Cup.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They didn't win. But, you know, he missed out on that experience with a team that he really helped get to that point. Right. Um, And I just thought of this now. I think the last Canadian team to win a Cup is the 93 Canadians with Patrick Waugh. Whoa. I think. So.
0: I, You're right. You have to be. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. You yeah. have to be right.
1: So that'd be an extra, you know, pin on the jacket there.
0: I've been drinking, but I think you might be right. Yeah. Well, Cause well since crazy. then,
1: You know, the 90s, it was the Rangers, and then it went Avalanche, Detroit, New Jersey. No Canadian teams have won since 2000.
0: Right, Edmonton came close and then got crushed.
1: Yeah, I think Edmonton might be the last one. No, Vancouver went to game seven with with the Bruins
0: against the Bruins, and they they lit the city on fire.
1: Two thousand eleven, I think, is the last Cup uh, appearance for a Canadian team.
0: Yeah, and there were there was a year there where zero Canadian teams made the playoffs at all. Yeah, so which was glorious.
1: They kind (laughs) of they kind of needed. I'd say. Uh,
0: Yeah, in a big way. Who do you think won the Shea Weber-Suban trade?
1: If you extend it to now, I think the Canadians, because they still have their guy. I think Weber is much more relevant still. Uh, Subban is still extremely athletic, but he just isn't the superstar he was. And it doesn't help that he's in New Jersey.
0: Sure. And there's a lot of people that said Subban was overrated from day one, more like offensive-minded, like yada, yada, yada. I haven't seen Subban take a body on a hip check in a while. Have you?
1: No. Yeah, I think his physical play has gone down.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's getting older. Uh, But Shea Weber, on the other hand, he may not be able to bang 115 off the blue line, but still a physical presence... And, you know, it's always the defensive players that – and defensemen in general who never get the love that they deserve, right? right? Especially the ones that aren't putting up massive points, right? Everybody loves an offense – everybody loves a Bobby Orr, but, I mean, who the hell are are you? I mean, you know, if Chara didn't have a 110-mile slap shot, would he still be worth the same money that he is now? I mean, it, for Boston, all those years being a captain and all that, probably – but he may not have actually gotten that shot, right? Right. Because he's, you know, when, when he's got that clapper and, you know, Char was never like a huge offensive, you know, beast, I wouldn't say, but eh, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I mean, the defensive side of the puck is, is always underrated.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: And understated, I guess you could say. Well,
1: it's harder to measure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because everybody who's doing the eye and sniff test is just kind of like, well, he doesn't score these dazzling goals. Right. Yeah.
1: So, the next team I have here is the Isles. <laughs> First of all, the entire organization. Because I think they just need it almost, probably more than Montreal. Yeah. Um, yeah there's uh Like, they
0: don't even have a home rink.
1: Yeah. Documentary, <laughs> I think it's called, like, Big Shot... Yeah. 30 for 30. Watch, yeah, yeah. Watch that. It, it's sad. <laughs> um, a couple former caps Barry Trotz and Varlamov. I'd love to see those guys get it just because, you know, Varley went through that period of disappointment with Washington. Trotz was undervalued by management and ownership, and they let him walk. So it would be a nice little fuck you.
0: So. 100% on trots, don't give a fuck about Varlamov. Hmm. Uh And here's why. I think that Varlamov in Colorado had some serious uh off-ice issues that kind of got... True. Scrubbed away, you know. And, you know, not to shit on your whole, like, thing here. I just am shitting a little bit. Little poops on it. But, uh, look... He's apparently bounced back. I guess, you know, everybody deserves a second shot or whatever, but I, I don't know. Um, it, the I will say this about Varlamov. He has absolutely... I think that Varlamov has is a great example of a goalie who has had really bad injuries several times over and has done what is necessary to in their in their personal like strength and training regimen so just as a as a ball of meat that lives on earth has done a lot of positive things as far as training to get over them
1: yeah i mean he he did the work
0: yeah like two blown grinds i think
1: yeah tough yeah.
0: stuff yeah yeah for a goalie yeah and then
1: Notre Dame grads, Kyle Palmeri, Kyle Palmieri.
0: Palmieri's a Notre Dame guy?
1: Yeah, and, oh. and Anders Lee. I think they were on the team together that went and lost in the finals. Oh, imagine that. To uh, Boston uh, College.
0: Imagine a Notre Dame team losing in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> par
1: for the course.
0: Here's the thing. Grumpy old man did not like Palmieri.
1: No, Anders Lee, I thought.
0: He didn't like he didn't like average Anders Lee is what he calls him too, yeah. but he didn't like Paul Mary either in the uh, East or in the Mass Mutual Division roundtable, the East Division roundtable we did we'll have to earlier this season.
1: And see if he uh, still feels that way.
0: He's like I think that we're uh, you know I think we're going to go for Paul Murray, but I don't like him. I don't like him.
1: He's got a he's got a grit to his game and he scores. I, mean,
0: I don't know why. I I, I don't know why. And and I asked him. We I posed the question like. Grumpy, this seems like a guy that you would fucking love. And he goes, Well, I don't know. I just don't like him.
1: I think so. he'd fit in nice with the Capitals, with his style.
0: Paul Mary? Yeah. Don't... Do not... I don't want to hear that. We do not need to get old Paul Mary.
1: He's only like 32. Oh, He's
0: old? Yes, he is.
1: And we've got... The rest of the roster almost older than him.
0: That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look... I mean, we need some, like, 25-year-old guy. We need another, like, if I could just clone Tom Wilson over and over again, that's what we need. A hundred Tom Wilsons.
1: Some like <laughs> like Jacob Brown
0: <clears throat> Yeah. We'll move wow, on. Wow, you're touching a nerve there, but Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: All right. So, for the Knights, absolutely fucking no one.
0: There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is.
1: But seriously. Um okay. Flurry. I, I like him. He's a very likable guy. I think <clears throat> it'd be a nice fuck you to the Pens, to Pens fans, how they tried to rationalize getting rid of him for a goaltender that they have since, you know, exiled because yeah. they turned on him as well. Yeah. Um, it'd be his fifth cup appearance, Appearance, his third win. Uh, I mean, that's he's already a Hall of Famer, but that would cement it.
0: And we had Jay Fresh on. He said, fucking, Mark Andre Fleury is not been that good. Though he has put together a Vesna, uh, season, a Vesna worthy season as he's nominated. Mark Andre Fleury has been nominated for the Vesna trophy this year. Uh, I, fuck the, Ve- I mean, I'm 100% with you with fuck the Vegas Knights. And I'm also 100% with you with saying, like, okay, Mark Andre Fleury is the only likable penguin that I've ever come across. Um, I love to hear that he's not that good as as I thought he was. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, so many, like the the glove save on Ovechkin breakaway and the the off-the-shaft of Ovi and then jerking it off. I mean, God damn it, this guy. Uh, Just so much strife for the Washington Capitals that he's done. But, you know... That aside, which is hard, hard to overlook, but, uh, I do not want the Knights to win and I no. do not want Flurry to win. But if they do, I guess I can, I can, I mean, if they, if they lose, it would, uh, if they win, like you said, it'd be a good, good fuck you to the Penguins. If they yeah. lose, it's like a win win. But if they win, you're right. It's it's a new angle of hatred that I didn't even consider the go. big fuck you for uh, the penguins.
1: Yeah, and I, I I don't want them to win, but if they did, when Flurry gets the cup, I'd be like, that's nice.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: And then uh, Chandler Stevenson, former cap.
0: Absolutely, and you know I always like Chandler Stevenson, man. Like I'm, I I th- I thought he he's a big guy. He plays with heart. He plays with grit and determination. I love Chandler Stevenson. And as a matter of fact, he's playing center right now for the, for the Knights. I'm pretty sure.
1: Did you see that video of the scrum that broke out and he pulled <laughs> Berkey away? They are both they're just, just like, like hugging. Hey buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good stuff. And the final team, Tampa Bay Lightning Um, I think it'd be nice if they were the NHL's most recent back-to-back champ. Erase the Penguins from that narrative.
0: Yeah, the Penguins. I mean, that was obviously a fluke.
1: Yeah, so it'd be nice to prove that it's not as impossible. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Stammer get another one. And then there's the man, Pat Maroon, the big rig. Love seeing big boys have success. Except Phil Kessel, because he's a coward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as an Avalanche fan, uh, Avalanche legend Adam Foot, his son, Cal Foote, is on the team. Um, I don't know if he's played enough to get on the cup, but he's been a scratch in the playoffs. So at the very least, they'd bring him on the ice to, to hoist it. So, um, you know. None of the I I cheer for two teams, and they both had very unpleasant ends to their season. So I had to find a way to find something positive of what remains.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm uh, the hiccup. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) I'm with you on Adam Foot being like such a stud. I mean, one of those guys that had, I mean massive off the scorecard impact on on a Stanley Cup winning team.
1: Yeah, so you know, obviously there's the whole lore behind Ray Bork and that's legendary and I love it. That series is where I really fell in love with the Avalanche. But when I look back on like Colorado's defensive guy for franchise history, it's Adam Foote. He's oh, yeah. he's the defenseman. And you
0: he'd know, throw him.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, not talking about stats and stuff, just talking about, you know, what you meant to the organization and you know who the fans loved, blah blah blah. I think Adam Foote is kind of like Colorado's um, Bobby War.
0: Yeah, or like Scott Stevens. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's he's that guy. For the Colorado Avalanche. And he was, you know, when you, I think it was NHL hits, you had to pick three players. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, I'd always pick Sackick, Forsberg, and Foot. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Love Foot. Uh, right now, if I had to pick who I'd like to win at the most, it's probably the Isles. Yeah. But obviously, from this segment, I'm gonna to try to find something positive, no matter who wins.
0: <laughs> and that is why we have you, Polly. You're the most positive guy now. <laughs> you want to make some picks, or of the, of the cup winner?
1: Well, uh, we can pick this round, and then who wins the cup?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm I'm gonna pick. Um, so, like, I want the Islanders to win. So, I'm gonna pick the Isles over Tampa Bay. Okay. And I think that goes six. And the reason is I want Barry Trotz to win a cup, be the second guy to ever, a uh, second coach to switch teams and win a cup, uh, over Scotty Bowman, and send Leonsis a fucking personal handwritten invitation to his Stanley Cup party.
1: Oh, that would be great.
0: So the Isles in six. Uh, and you know, obviously Montreal, and I I have Montreal in six as well.
1: Well, I want Montreal to win. I think don't
0: do it. Don't do it. All right, fine. Fucking do it. You know You're what? To pick Vegas, aren't you? you
1: Montreal in seven.
0: Oh my god! No, go with your. What was your All original? Right. I got to hear your original.
1: Vegas in six. Isles in six.
0: Okay. So we're agreements on Isles.
1: Yeah. And I think Isles win. I think Barry Trotz's system wins.
0: Uh, What a story. What What How cool would
1: it be for Trotz to beat Vegas twice?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would would be awesome.
1: You know, uh, I tweeted about this, and I've already mentioned I filled out a lot of brackets. I filled out a bracket (laughs) for each team winning, and then... I have the Caps and Abs winning a couple different. The closest I got to picking the correct Final Four right, was I had everyone except Montreal. I had Toronto. And um, that's, yeah, out of like probably 22 brackets. Hey, I Polly Cupcake's always hedges his bets. Yeah.
0: Even if it's at the detriment of his friends. Yeah. In fantasy. Well I tell you, hey I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pick up this guy and you just pick him up. Well <laughs> You gotta be smarter. You're a piece of shit. I'm not
1: your assistant <laughs> coach, I'm your rival.
0: <laughs> Alright. Are you done? You got anything else to say?
1: Uh no. I think I'm I'm all out a shout outs and everything.
0: Absolutely, we went a little crazy on this one, but Capstones again. Thanks for sticking with us through the throughout the off season. We're gonna have a lot of good content. We got interviews coming up. We're obviously gonna stick with you throughout the playoffs, throughout the draft, and uh, we might take a little break with some backup episodes of some really great uh, interviews. Uh, we owe people interviews for sure because we've you know been invited. We like to always like do tit for tat. So tune in for that. Absolutely. Rate the podcast. Five stars only. Five stars only. And until next week, Caps fans, stay good. Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcake, it off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps True podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly
1: Cupcakes, at Polly. Cupcake on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.